during the experience, I kind of had forgotten I'd done a C5. And then after I'd gotten over this amazing, just once it had sunken in and I'd gotten over what happened, I was like, oh my God, I, I did a C5, like <laughs> just five minutes ago, whatever. And, and I was blown away. And like, so that was like my first experience. CE5, or Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, is shorthand for the act of humans initiating contact with ETs through some simple protocols that anyone with an open mind and pure intent can do. The CE5 initiative is a revolutionary global movement that is growing every day. This show is your personal invitation to join this movement and discover contact for yourself. Those who engage in CE5 are cutting-edge ambassadors, ambassadors to other worlds, ambassadors of a new earth, ambassadors of hope. My name is Andre Cardoso, and this program shares the personal stories of CE5 ambassadors from around the world. Today we'll hear from Ben Milne. Ben is a CE5 ambassador who lives in southern New Zealand. I met him at a CE5 expedition in New Zealand and was really struck by his story. I think the simplicity of his process of coming into this work serves as a model for how anyone from any background can successfully initiate contact. He came into it with curiosity, positive intentions, and an open mind about the possibility of having real and meaningful engagement. He also gives a great description of the key process of CE5 called CTS, or Coherent Thought Sequencing. So do pay attention to that if you're interested in following the same process to initiate contact yourself. Just as a side note, there will be some slight audio interference from the wind at a couple of moments during the interview. Now, Since CE5 does have a deep meditative and spiritual component to it, I started the interview by asking Ben about his spiritual background and if that had any influence in his coming into this topic. So I was sort of, I guess you could say raised Catholic, but we weren't very hardcore in, okay. into it. Um, but um, none of us are very, well, none of my family are really very spiritual at all when it comes down to it. And um, yeah, yeah, I've always sort of felt that there's um, something much more to to reality than than what sort of meets the eye. And um, I guess I guess from an early age, I had an interest in um, the UFO and an ET uh, presence on Earth mm. from from some of the early uh, documentaries that were, um, funnily enough, uh, I remember one that was put out by Disney that I watched when I was a young kid, and um, I was fascinated by it. Um, at the same time, I was a little bit freaked out about it by the 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 angle that they took with um, some of the you know the sort of like the UFO subculture stories and things about um yeah contactees being abducted and things like that so i sort of i had that in my mind um as a young kid so um so yeah well to jump forward to when i was about 18 um had an experience with a friend um and we saw we saw a flying disc um mm. in the middle of the day um which was really sort of like reality shattering experience for both of us um mm. And that 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 kind of affected me in in a, in a way of just sort of opened me up to the uh, um, that there was a lot more out there, just like I suspected, and 
I was kind of already a believer. Like it made sense to me with those early early documentaries as a kid. I it made sense to me that there was that alien presence and that they had this concern about um, our destructive capabilities, mm. and um, that made sense to me. Um, so that part of it, and um, but in terms of spirituality, you know, um, I think I was just sort of like pretty much an open book and yeah. just was sort of yeah, just like um, open minded to to just sort of I, I think I always had a sort of like a thirst to discover more truth about reality like, mm-hmm. um, yeah and wh- when did you first encounter the idea of, of humans initiating contact with, with extraterrestrials yeah okay um, well that was pretty much um, that would have been when I watched the serious movie, um, that was when I first heard about the C5. And, um, yeah, I, I thought that was a great documentary. I was, I was already sort of like, um, looking into, um, information about UFOs online. And then when I, when I saw that documentary, um, yeah, it was, it was amazing to me that, um, when I first heard that, that, that people were going out and that could actually, initiate contact I, I I sort of thought oh is could this be true surely not like but then I thought well you know I mean anything's possible I mean that's you know it's a highly strange thing and it's like you know, so you know it's like why not and then you know I was fascinated about what is it actually that they're doing like I knew that they, they mentioned meditation but I wanted to know I had this real this real, I was fascinated about what is it exactly, how are they using meditation and what, what is it that they're doing to be able to make it, make the contact. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I was determined to sort of find out more. So, yeah, I kept on look, finding YouTube clips of Dr. Greer and some of the, um, some of the videos he'd put out from his training uh, programs and things. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, when I heard him describe the CTS, um, yeah, that really, that was that was it for me. Like, I was like, okay, so now I'm ready. I've got, like, the basic gist of, of how it works. And so I thought, I'm going to give that a go sometime. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I did give it a go. I, um, what was that like? It was great. Well, and was, how did you how did you kind of go about planning it? Or, or okay, yeah. Well, actually, it was sort of a spur of the moment thing. I'd been I'd been thinking a lot. Like it'd been sort of consuming my whole thoughts at the time um, about UFOs and about my previous experiences that I'd had back in the um, late nineties. And um, so I was I, I was walking my dog at the time at a local park. So it was, you know, there was light pollution, but it was, I'm where to sort of live on the outskirts of town so it's not not too bad it was a starry night and um i was walking in the park with my dog and i just felt i was just thinking about it about how to do it and so i just thought well why don't i just give it a go now no no time like the present so i just i just um stood in the middle of a playing field um and i closed my eyes and i probably spent about 10 minutes just getting into like a complete amateur at meditation i had no experience with meditation but i thought well I've got nothing to lose, just give it a go. So, yeah, I just closed my eyes. I got into the feeling of just trying to imagine the whole universe as a singularity, like just, and just feeling the oneness of um, consciousness and just 
knowing that I was a part of the bigger picture and that really everything is everything, like all is one. And so I was just getting into that mindset and just sort of really feeling it, feeling the, the meditation type experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then I, I remembered what the, the, like the, um, I remembered back to what I'd heard about the, um, intentions and the attitude towards it um and the cts so i went and i just so i decided to go into the cts which is like um i projected myself up and imagined myself from above in the field and then i just kept on imagining myself as just conscious consciousness and what new zealand looks like and then what it, what it looks like in relation to Australia and the other continents on the globe and then seeing the globe as this as a conscious being itself um, and seeing the earth as a beautiful object just there in, in, in the blackness of space and then um, and then I just continued on to uh, just even though I didn't have an exact idea of the solar system I, I had a general idea of what, about the planet so I just sort of I just sort of made it up as I went along, visualized myself traveling out through the solar system, the various planets that I was aware of. And then um, when I was sort of out there and sort of seeing the, I, I, I'm a very visual person, so I was, I was quite easily, easy for me to imagine the, the galaxy as like a moving, breathing mm. thing, like consciousness. It was all conscious. And, and then at that point, I said, I said to myself, um, for any advanced intelligence that is out there and is aware of me doing this at this time, um, I also spoke, I said, I'm speaking to the, uh, the intelligence responsible for the craft I've seen in the past. Mm. Um, can you please uh, follow me back and make your presence known to me? Um, I invite you back and I said I remembered that I was told that you know it's good to ask um, you know if it's safe for you to do so at this time uh, if you choose to uh, um, I invite you back to to our beautiful planet and so at that point I just went back through into the galaxy and I just imagined like a point of light as being our star in one of the spiral arms and I just headed towards that and just locked on and focused on that and then I came back and yeah, as you can imagine, through the, through the solar system, and then seeing a planet, seeing back to New Zealand, coming right back, and seeing myself in the field, and then I I opened my eyes, and um, I thought, well, that was that was a fun experience. I felt like I I it was at the very least it's, that's got to be good practice. Um, I think it's a good initial start. Mm-hmm. And I didn't expect anything to happen, and then I just—I actually forgot that I'd done that, and I just kept continued on my walk with my dog. And as I was looking down the valley, um, all of a sudden I see a light coming straight towards me. It was flying low, and my initial thought was, "Wow, look at that! That must be a low aeroplane. Its headlights are coming straight towards me." And um, as it got closer and closer, I was looking at it and I was thinking, well, I mean, you know, I was just thinking, what, I was observing it, what is this? Um, and the closer it got, the more I realized there was absolutely no noise, it was completely silent. And 
there never was a plane. All it was was a beautiful light. It was just it was just a light. And um, when it got to its closest point, like it was coming straight towards me, and then and then when it got to its closest point, it was basically like kind of above the. It was like kind of above the hills of the on one side of the valley, which was basically up near where I live. And um, I could see that it was just like a, gl a glistening jewel-type light that that was sort of made up of little, like glistening beams of light, and it and it was it was sort of like a white color. And then it started fading off. Like when it got to its closest point, it was I could see how large it was, and and it just started fading off. And I thought, well, what's it doing? Like, and and I thought it's gonna it's gonna fade out or disappear, and and then it did. It just it just it just disappeared and it vanished into thin air and i was pretty amazed and i was like surely that was a ufo and i was like and i was sort of like asking was that a ufo and then and i turned around to the i turned around and looked into the opposite direction like kind of like back down the valley to where it was from where it came from and i got three very obvious bright flash bulbs and that was kind of like confirming to me that that was a craft responding to and at, at, during the experience, I kind of had forgotten I'd done a C5. And then after I'd gotten over this amazing, just once it had sunken in and I'd gotten over what happened, I was like, oh my God, I, I did a C5, like <laughs> just five minutes ago, whatever. And and I was blown away. And like, so that was like my first experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just uh, to clarify, what's a, you said flashbulb. What, what was that like? What? Um, it was just like a point of light that came from the sky the sky like within the darkness of the sky it wasn't that high up i mean it was maybe i think 30 40 degrees elevated mm -hmm. um and it was just like it a, was a flashing uh like uh well so you've got the stars but it wasn't it wasn't from any of the stars it was just like it was from the darkness it was just in the dark sky and it was a bright obvious flash that was flashed brighter than the brightest star or planet that was in the sky okay um so it was a point of light. And stayed that, in the same place. Yeah, it was a stationary flashbulb. So it was it it was yeah a bright flash of light from a point of light, but it, but in between flashes there was no obvious. It was it's like it wasn't there. Like so it was mm. it was just like it was coming out of nowhere. So yeah, but maybe it was like an object that that was there and it can turn on and off as now we we now know mm. that. Um, they can totally be there and they can be cloaked or they can just they they can they're there and then they can show us that they're there by flat, choosing to flash mm. oh yeah. what an uh, what an amazing story and just illustrating how simple the process can be yeah um yeah so so i'm really curious like what 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 happened from there like how how have you what, um like well i just i just went home with once, a really glad feeling in my heart and just thought well that's amazing like um yeah i think that was a good place to start the interview actually with um my first experience because mm -hmm. the second experience can really really illustrate how strange um the situations surrounding the actual sightings can be well that was ben's first experience of ce5 he went on to practice the protocols more and has had some even more amazing et contact some of which I got to experience with him while out in the field as part of a CE5 working group earlier this year. We're planning for him to be back on a later episode to share more of his story. 
In the meantime, I hope that this show will encourage you to go out and try initiating a CE5 yourself. To help get you started, you'll find a free guide to the basics of CE5 at ce5podcast.com. You can also contact me at that page for any questions or comments you may have, or to share your own story on a future episode. Now, for a ton of resources and the most definitive information out there on the subject of CE5, disclosure, and all other info underlying the basis for the stories on this show, go to seriousdisclosure.com. That's S-I-R-I-U-S disclosure.com. I'm really excited to share that there's also a groundbreaking documentary on the subject currently being produced by that same team with a release date for fall 2019 or spring if you're south of the equator. To learn more and to help be a part of supporting the crowdfunding of that film, please visit ce5film.com. This show is a real passion project for me, and it's independently run and produced without any paid advertising. If you're thankful that this program exists and would like to support us, please leave a review on your podcast player or go to ce5podcast.com. I'm Andre Cardoso. Thank you for listening to Ambassadors of Hope. Peace and love.